0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Geek Digest podcast in 2020. Of the a podcast- decade! I know, I'm so excited! This is a podcast where we talk about all things movies, video games, geek culture, and such. My name is Victoria.
1: And my name is Zaphod.
0: And today we are bringing you guys our top five games of the decade. This was a difficult list. It was very
1: difficult. <laughs> oh I just, my God. I have, I'm still looking at the five that I cut from the list. I know. And... Yeah. They're super predictable. I mean, like all of my list is insanely (laughs) predictable, but
0: (laughs) same. I, um, yeah, I had a really hard time. We actually, Zay and I landed on, um, starting this episode with two honorable mentions because we had such a hard time with this list. So basically what we're going to do today is we're going to list you guys our top five games of the decade, but we're going to start with these two honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. And uh, my two honorable mentions are The Wolf Among Us. Nice. And Transistor. Nice. And these are both like shorter games that I really loved that I've spent a lot of time playing adore them with all of my heart you guys know how much i love the wolf among us i don't talk about transistor a lot but um the soundtrack is on my most played on spotify every single nice okay so it is one of my favorite games of all time but the top five that you're gonna see did beat it out but like so barely that i felt like i needed to mention these two yeah What are yours?
1: So mine are Firewatch, which Mm -hmm. is one of the games that I- I know.
0: I remember how much you love that.
1: Yeah. In a long stretch of not playing games, I just somehow stumbled upon it, and I just did not stop playing it for like two days. Um, Voice acting was always great in that. And then, of course, this is like one of the predictable ones I was talking about is Rocket League.
0: Wow. Kelsey, (laughs) that's not in your top five. It's
1: not in my top five.
0: Yeah. Oh, that I am shocked about. Mm-hmm. I would have clocked Rocket League being on your top five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it like, that was the reason I built a PC and played it yeah, for, for <laughs> probably exclusively on that PC as soon yeah. as I built it. Um, I have over a thousand hours in it and I mm-hmm. still have only ever made gold. So that's, that's a amazing piece for it's me. It's okay.
0: But, it's okay. That's yeah. why it's not in his top five. He's just fucking pissed that he's not. <laughs> An MLG pro Rocket League gamer.
1: Absolutely, but all of them are 13 (laughs) years old, so I have a lot of competition.
0: Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we kind of just wanted to start this episode off with those two honorable mentions because, like, I was sitting there knowing that we had to make a top five list with seven in front of me, like, oh, no, fuck, shit, gee, shit, no, oh, no, so... Now that we have those two honorable mentions that absolutely would be on our list if we were doing a top 10, let's get into our top five.
1: What's your we top five? made it five?
0: really difficult for ourselves.
1: Yeah, we really did. I mean, <laughs> we could have done a top 10, but that would have taken really? a million years.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then you guys would have gotten bored and it would have taken forever to get to number one. So yep. just know that there are obviously other games that would have existed in our top 10, but these are our top five. My number five is The Witcher 3.
1: Nice. I'm glad that makes one of our lists.
0: Yeah. I love this game so much. Um, It's very rare that I come across a piece of content in my life that I put off finishing because I'm enjoying it so much and I don't want it to end. Mm -hmm. I could name the books in the last five years that it's happened to with me. It's like two or three. And I can name the games where it has happened to me. And there's two different kinds of like gaming for me. Like, you know, when I play other kinds of games, I want to get to the end of the story because the plot is so high stakes. But with a game like The Witcher... The plot was high stakes, but I just didn't want to do it because mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it was over. I wanted to find as many Easter eggs as possible. The gameplay was incredible. I'm going to be honest. The Witcher 3 was my introduction to Sapkowski's world. Nice. And um, I'm sure that like everybody who watches my booktube channel is going to be like, <gasps> monster, but it it's just the fact of the matter. Like there are so many other fantasy series that I like had never even really gotten into Subkowski's Witcher series. And, you know, the game came out and I heard nothing but incredible things and I started it and I started playing it. And I was like, Oh my God, Yennefer of Wengerberg is the love of my life. <laughs> Geralt of Rivia is the love of my life. Oh my God. I love them all. And it was just like, This really, really incredible, well-fleshed out story that has now made me want to read the books, right? So, like, I've started the books. It made me fall in love with the TV series, which, you know, we're not even going to get into the TV series on this podcast because I won't shut up about it. (laughs) It's so good.
1: It's so good.
0: it's just such, like, a well-developed world. Like, it's a great high fantasy world with a fantastic magic system. The gameplay is fantastic. I actually want to get one of the symbols that um Geralt can cast tattooed on me like to that's how much I love that game like it's it's a truly fun game and you know the music is forever gonna conjure like you know the first time I played it vibes for me and it was just my introduction to this amazing fantasy world that I love now and the gameplay was incredible and the world was so open and amazing and it's just so in depth and wonderful. And you can just run around the map and find things to do if you're really bored. Like, it's it's a fucking fantastic game. And yeah, it's just, it has a really great balance of character building and plot and also discoverability.
1: Yeah, that was one of the games that I got when I first got the PC. And I was like, okay, what game should I play on PC? And yeah. everyone was like, get the Witcher
0: exactly get the Witcher because it's so good Mm -hmm. and it's so like it's got something for everyone whether you like exploring a world whether you like well-developed characters you know whether you like fetch quests like it's got it's got something for everyone it's just Mm -hmm. such a great game What's your number five?
1: My number five, uh, which this probably isn't a surprise to anyone, is... I don't think any of them are going to be. <laughs> not, well, maybe one. Ooh, but okay. then But then when I say it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My number five is Celeste. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. okay. That's not, that's not surprising. <laughs> not surprising at all. I have
1: such an affinity for this game, and... Yeah. I have played the ever-living crap out of it. I have Mm -hmm. not beaten all the seasides yet because those are so freaking hard. But Mm. I love that the game in itself is so it's it's such a struggle. like at its core it's just a platformer about a girl going up a mountain but yeah the story that is involved with that game about a girl battling with her depression and her anxiety and meeting a guy who is like kind of a tool along the way to help her and the old (laughs) woman who's like encouraging her to do these things while also not like helping her do it in a in a in a like completely codependent kind of way she's just like Mm -hmm. all right climb the fucking mountain good for you it just the way the story and the gameplay ties together is one Mm -hmm. of the most fantastic ways i've ever seen that in gaming Mm -hmm. in my entire life um and it just it meant so much to me to be at that point in my life where i was pretty deep in my depression and play a game where it it almost related like my my dad struggled with depression a lot of my life and yeah. at one point um i really wanted to go snowboarding and he was deathly terrified of driving up the mountain to take me to go to the snow he was yeah. like over preparing and he yeah. like bought like 35 layers of clothes for what was <laughs> gonna be 42 degree weather and i was like dad 42 is not that bad and he just yeah. could not get it through his head to do it and that was his mountain like we did yeah. it we got up there and we snowboarded and he put like an hour or two on the slope so then he's like all right go do whatever you want i'm here i made it <laughs> what well, yeah it's, let's go i did
0: the thing mm-hmm. we're good at this point we're yeah. good
1: now yeah. um and it just like that so it like it had a personal tie to me as of well course. in the game yeah and it just it like the music is absolutely fan fucking tastic like mm-hmm. like you said the the what was the gate transistor was one of your list oh my god top yeah. played celeste every is year. top played since it's come out on my yeah exactly like almost every day at work for probably six months I listen to that soundtrack yeah. because it's yeah. so hypnotic and so so good um yes. it like it it's not just loved by me but like it at the 2018 game awards it won best independent game and best and games for <laughs> impact um supposedly the studio that makes it is is coming out with another game oh,
0: um oh my god they're they're
1: quote unquote working on something so that's like i'm excited about that but that
0: could be one year or 10 years away
1: right exactly yeah um yeah, but also like the level creator Matt Thorson, he makes levels in Mario Maker. So I've been oh, like, that's cool. I've been playing his levels in Mario Maker, and that's been one of the coolest things ever because you get to see this crazy design, platforming stuff, and you see his yeah. brain work. Well, actually, I have to say she now because she she came out. Um, oh wow! As uh, as actually, I think it's non-binary. So they came out. Um, Good for them. And. Uh, It's just, I think even that little aspect just shows like what they put into this character, you know? Absolutely. It's it's like the main character is a she, but you can name it whatever you want. And she doesn't really identify, like it's, it's not really, it doesn't really matter that she's a she, you know? Yeah. But I I don't know. Just the whole game in general is, is, is just really important to me. And Mm. I was really excited to have. Played it at the time that I did, and yeah. if I recommended a game to anyone, if anybody asked me, I was like, "Go play Celeste." Yeah. Like, go go play Celeste. I even got you to play it for like I an hour you before you quit. It.
0: <laughs> and like, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. Like, the game is fantastic, mm-hmm. and the only reason that I haven't finished it is because I am actually horrible at platformers (laughs) there is no question about it i'm not good at platformers and it is a difficult game it's very difficult with that being said the triumph i felt there is a clip of me Mm -hmm. and it is a very viewed clip of me finally finishing one of the like like platform puzzles basically and the like i remember the moment because i had been sitting there on that level for like 30 minutes and i finally completed it and it was like oh my god
1: and Thank that's God, I did it. That's exactly what I mean. Like where yeah. where she's struggling with her depression and her anxiety. She goes to climb a fucking mountain because that's exactly what someone with depression and anxiety would do, right? Yeah. It's like let's yeah, not or, solve yeah. the core <laughs> issues. Let's go do this whole entire other let's thing. Let's
0: go around it in the most <laughs> insane way possible.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can relate. Can relate.
1: But then like once you realize that's a part of your journey and you finish it and you, you get to the point where you want to, it is so satisfying.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Anyway, what's, what's your number four? Let's talk
0: number four. So my number four is not going to surprise anyone. Um, it's Stardew Valley. Nice. Yeah. So Stardew has been a pervasive game for me since it released. Mm-hmm. I um, have talked a little bit about my love for farming simulators in the past, but um, we i haven't talked about it on the podcast really so when I'm i was a kid
1: like that it's only number four
0: i know there's a so lot I'm of really very, good games that came out this decade
1: yeah i'm very curious yeah. about three two and oh, one yeah. anyways when oh, you were a kid yeah
0: so when i was a kid um my family got me a Game Boy advance sp and there were not a lot of games that you could play as a girl And all I wanted to do was to be able to play as a girl. I wanted to be able to play as a girl. You know, when I played Fire Red, I don't remember if you could pick your gender in that one, but
1: I feel like you could.
0: I feel like you could. So that one made me really happy. But I was trying. I remember scouring the archaic Internet, looking for a game that I could play as a girl. And I heard about Harvest Moon, More Friends of Mineral Town. And it was the first Harvest Moon that you could play as a girl because there was Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town where you played as a boy. And they put out another one specifically where you could play as a girl.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: I still have that game cartridge. Um, The stickers rubbed off of it. I (laughs) actually have my original DS Lite. So if I wanted to play it, I could still play it. Nice. Um, But like, I remember putting that game in And just a whole world opening up for me of something that I never would have expected that I would have enjoyed. Like, did I ever think that I was going to like a farming sim? No. Mm -hmm. Is farming my least favorite part of Stardew Valley? Yes. But I loved the idea of being able to give people gifts and romance people and build a life and have animals. And just like this idea of like growing and building a future for myself in this game was like amazing. So I bought every single Harvest Moon game and Story of Seasons when it came out for every single portable Nintendo product up until Stardew Valley came out. And I was starting to get really disenchanted with the franchise because some of the more recent Harvest Moon games... They just weren't as good. They were getting overplayed. I didn't like the graphics. And it just like the last one that I had really enjoyed before Stardew Valley was called Story of Seasons. Mm -hmm. And I just like didn't really get like good vibes of it. And I was just really disenchanted. And then I saw Stardew Valley and I saw someone talk about it on Twitter. And they said, this game released today. It gives me original, more Friends of Mineral Town Harvest Moon vibes. If you liked this game, you need to buy Stardew Valley. So I said, whoa, opened up my Steam, bought it, played for 12 hours. And then my life just, like, now I have hundreds of hours into the game. I own it on three platforms. Mm -hmm. Stardew Valley (laughs) is like, it is, and, and like, it's, it is, it is one of those just incredible games that, just helps me turn my brain off like yes it helps me get Zen like yes. like I remember I remember being super stressed out and like coming home and just like opening up my computer and just starting up Stardew Valley and it's just like I could just turn everything off yeah oh my god all I gotta do is take care of my animals and make some good money and mine mm-hmm. and like it's just it was it's just an incredible game it is so easy to get into, but also so easy to always be finding more things. Yeah. Like, I have hundreds of hours in this game, and I only just found out about the notes, like, three months ago.
1: I know, that's so funny.
0: Like, and it was because someone told me about them. I was like, how did I not know about these? But that's the thing. Like, you, there's so much content in this game.
1: It's insane. Like, the whole... It is so fun. Game was developed by one dude, too. And
0: that's impressive, like, in and of itself. It was,
1: it just like that, it just blows my mind every time that he spent his whole life working on it and this is what he came up with and he wanted to do just a, the absolute tribute to Harvest Moon and he did a great job.
0: He did a fantastic job and now he's got success as a result of it Mm -hmm. and I'm very proud of him. Um, Yeah, so I love Stardew Valley. It holds a very, very special place in my heart and it's going to be a game that I play for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. I don't see myself stopping playing Stardew Valley. You know, it's yeah. always going to be my go-to. Oh, man, got to go check out my farm. Oh, a new patch came out. Got to go check out those updates. Like, it's it's even when you're not actively playing Stardew Valley, you're passively playing Stardew Valley. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's always something to do. There's always a new farm to make, a new map to try, a new friend to play with. It is amazing.
1: Yep. What's I'll, your number four? My number four is Super Mario Maker Two.
0: Kels, okay, actually, whoa, ooh, interesting.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm
0: surprised that's number four. There's
1: three games that beat it out. Um,
0: oh.
1: I love Super Mario Maker Two. I love it yeah. so much. It's like I knew even when they announced it that this was going to be the game that, like, defined my channel now. yeah, I told yeah. everyone as soon as they announced it, I was like, guys, I, I'm i sorry if you don't like this, but this channel is going to become almost exclusively Super Mario Maker from yeah. now on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, like, I've always loved super mario world that's been one of my favorite games of my entire life and i've always come back to that game and being able to play levels that other people have created i mean i talked a lot about it on the top five of the year um but it's it, it just it meant so much to me to be able to play everything everywhere all the time it's an endless stream of content you can get yeah. creative in it you get to see people's creativity mm-hmm. it's it's like i i just love it it's it yeah like i mean i i'm gonna gush about every single one of these games of on course. my list but it just is it's it's something that meant a lot and it's it's also cool because that like gave me an endless amount of content to stream
0: oh god yeah. on
1: my channel you know and now sure. that i'm getting better at doing things on my youtube um now i have you know more content for that as well yeah um it's just it's it's it like it's incredible um yeah. it like uh, the and then oh god the new update is just like it's i the like the Oh my god it's it's so good it's so good i never thought there was like yeah anything that i needed more in mario maker and then nintendo did the classic nintendo move they're like here's the thing we've been working on which did not leak in one literal second and now you can't live without it and it's it's yours you can have it yeah. today and it's just oh it's <laughs> so good like all the creativity that people bring like all the different music that's involved with it it's like it's inspiring like some of the biggest level creators in the, in the business to make some of the coolest, like 2d Zelda 2 like crawling dungeons that are just amazing. And I just love it so much. Yeah. Um, it hasn't won any awards actually like at all. Um, interesting. It just got nominated for a few, but it's funny. I guess uh, because
0: it's number two of the series.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like, the,
0: I bet the first one got the accolades.
1: Yeah. I believe that. Right. Um, the i mean even the multiplayer mode i don't think i talked about the multiplayer mode last time multiplayer mode is like a blessing and it's it's so much fun to just dunk on people in mario maker and just jump off their heads and ruin their days i don't know it's just it's just it's so good and i i want to play some more uh multiplayer i'm actually kind of want to play it now that i'm talking about it right now um But We need
0: to finish the podcast. We do Zay. need to
1: finish the podcast. Zay's I am not like, a Can multitasking Can we put this on
0: God. pause, please? <laughs> please. Uh, <laughs> now that's awesome.
1: Yep. So far, my, the games that I have talked about have come out in 2018 <laughs> and 2019. So uh, let's... Might have
0: been all across the decade so far. Nice. Um, let's talk about number three.
1: Number three.
0: Number three holds a very special place in my heart. Um, and between number three and number two, it was hard to decide the two, like, which number they got. Mm -hmm. I ultimately decided number two got the spot that it got because of the sheer amount of time that I've played it. Um, I think
1: I know which one it is. You
0: probably know which one it is, (laughs) but we're going to talk about number three first, and that's Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh,
1: no, never mind. Total surprise. Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, Dragon Age Inquisition has had... A lot of it's caught a lot of flack and I disagree with all of it. Um, Okay. I have been a huge Dragon Age fan since Dragon Age started releasing games. Um, Dragon Age Origins came out and it was one of the greatest games I ever played. I had only played Fable, I had just gotten my Xbox 360. My brother and I were going back and forth playing Fable 2, and we had just finished the game, and I was like, what the hell do I want to play now? And so I started looking up RPGs and everyone was like Dragon Age Origins this was like just released like recently um you know if you like games like Fable you would like games like Dragon Age Origins. So I got Dragon Age Origins and my entire perspective on gaming changed. Um and then Dragon Age 2 came out and I refused to play it for a few years because it wasn't like Dragon Age Origins. Mm-hmm. Then I finally did and it was pretty good minus the recycled environments. Um, and then finally Dragon Age Inquisition came out and I had been waiting for Dragon Age Inquisition for like five years. Okay. That game was in development for like five years. Thanks Bioware. And it came out and it was absolutely everything I wanted it to be. It's got an incredible storyline. It is not open world. It is quite a linear path. Well, it's semi open world. Like there are different environments that you can go in and run around and okay. go into whatever part of the environment that you want and like finish the quest in whatever order you want, but you can't go to any part of the world at any point mm-hmm. and they are all leveled differently. And it's actually quite complex. So like, if you go to the one area and you're level 10, you're going to get fucking wrecked son. Nice. But I have put probably 150 hours into this game through all of my playthroughs. The romances In Bioware games, wreck me. (laughs) They absolutely, I literally cry. Like, I actually cry from these games. I believe it. Like, Bioware games actually make me emotional. And Dragon Age Inquisition made me emotional. For any of you guys who play Dragon Age Inquisition and don't know this already, I am a Cullen fan um, Edward Cullen,
1: he's a vampire.
0: Dead. I know, no, no. <laughs> so there's a character named Cullen, and he actually has a really cool, like he's in all three games. He starts off as like a person who's against mages, then he is oh, a up... mage
1: hater. Got it.
0: Yeah, and mm. then like my favorite thing is to play a human mage and have him fall in love with the mage. Nice. So it's like his nice. character comes full circle. Full circle. He realizes <laughs> all of his mistakes. You know, we have a lot of like really great like cameos from former characters, but we have this fantastic antagonist and I clocked our antagonist from a mile away. He masquerades as a friend of the protagonist um, and ends up being this like massive antagonist that the next game is going to be about. Um, It is so well executed and so well done. The story is fantastic. It's best executed with the DLC, and that's where a lot of people's gripes are. Like, oh, if you don't play the Trespasser DLC, you don't get the full story. Mm. I get that. I was fine with the ending before the Trespasser DLC, and then I cried my eyes out during the Trespasser DLC. Um, Because you can romance the antagonist. Nice. And if you do... He breaks your heart. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, so it's really good. It's just a really great game. Bioware, I feel like Bioware knocked it out of the park with Dragon Age Inquisition. Skyhold is cool. We get to see all of our beloved characters. You got to make some tough decisions. People die. The graphics are great. The story is great. I love the Dragon Age world, and I love Dragon Age Inquisition, and I love our party, and I love our people, and I love the game, and um, I'm probably going to be replaying it soon.
1: I've recommended because I love this. it so much. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. Um, no, no, you're good. I've recommended this to you before, but I'm going to recommend yeah. it again. You yeah. need to read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by okay. Jason Schreier. Okay.
0: Because
1: it's our sweet, our sweet, sweet Jason Schreier. Our, love like, him. Our our video game journalist of the of my life. I was going to yeah. say of the decade, but of it's the of world, my, of my life, the
0: planet, the universe. Um, yeah,
1: the entire galaxy. <laughs> um, <laughs> He talks about Dragon Age, like the development yeah. of it, like the putting it up against Origins versus Inquisition. He yeah. also talks about the development of Stardew Valley, um, uh-huh. and it just, it goes from start to finish, and you know his writing star- style. You Amazing. Read, you've read it's his great. long forms. It's, it's you gotta read it. It's good it. stuff. Blood, yeah, sweat, and I will. pixels.
0: I'll add it to my TBR.
1: Yeah. What's your number three? Um, my number three, and this may be the only surprise on the list, uh, but also not really a surprise. <laughs> like, this is the one that I said, yeah. like, once I say it, you'll be like, oh, really? oh, yeah, okay,
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> is Doki Doki Literature Club.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't expect that to be on your top five of the deck. Damn, okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I See, get it. That exactly game is pervasive. Yep. <laughs> no, no, I get it, because that game – Fucked me up. Yeah. Dude. That game fucked me up. Did you finish it? Yep.
1: Yeah, you must have, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. My favorite part was when I was streaming it and people were like, check the game files, Victoria. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Check the game files, guys. What do you mean? It's straight panic.
1: It's such it like I've never played a game like that and I know. never had an experience like that. And mm-hmm. then and then delved so deep into yeah. that stories like lore and yep. and I like I now follow um I now I can't Dan Salvato now I follow him yep. on everything I get notifications for when he tweets he's also Dead. like he's he's <laughs> such an enigma of a person like yeah. he he streams on Twitch and when he streams oh, cool. on Twitch he plays games on the Amiga sixty four. Which is which is like an offshoot of the Commodore 64. Yeah. Um. And also, he speedruns uh, uh, Yoshi's Story. Dead. Which is like
0: unhinged. It just
1: like who are you, sir?
0: (laughs) Who is (laughs) this man? (laughs) Who
1: are you? And just like oh my god, the like, I played that game once a year every year since I started streaming. Yeah. Um, actually so it's been played three times on my channel now first like in my first month and then once again in october i guess it was actually four times and then Bayfod did a playthrough of it and then we played it again in october and Uh i have every time i've played it i've discovered something new like it's some, unsettling. some crazy, weird friggin' thing happened yeah. that I'd never seen before, or it just, it got the, the game just blows your oh, fucking yeah. mind and it does such a good job at luring you into this false sense of security. like, what is this like weeby anime visual novel? And I just have to pick between these four girls, but one of them I can't pick for some reason. Yeah, And then you're just like, Oh, oh. oh my, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong yes, with this person?
0: Yes. Well, exactly. That's the thing. Like, when I started playing it, like, I knew it was a horror game. I knew it was a horror game masquerading as a, like, like, anime titty game. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, everyone was like, you should play it. You should play it. You should play it. I was like, okay. I did not expect to feel so unsettled. Yeah. And that's what, like, really got to me. Like, horror games can have jump scares and you get momentarily scared. Mm-hmm. But DDLC like unsettles you.
1: Yeah, it sticks right? with you. Like
0: like, like for it's, weeks
1: at a time. It's
0: it's changing the files on your computer. Mm-hmm. It's like like making like like changes to the game it's like showing creepy flashes or making you wonder what's going on it's unsettling it's and like psychological the mark of torture
1: like, really exactly that game
0: exactly and and there aren't many other like horror games that i've heard other people say that about Mm-mm. um so i feel like i totally get why you've put it on your top five yeah it like, just I totally it, it. It,
1: it leaves you completely changed after playing yeah. that game oh, and it God, like yeah there i've played games before that have broken the fourth wall but yeah, none like have that. done it so artfully and so yeah. meticulously that yeah. it makes you start to question reality in yes. a lot of ways Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no like like nothing just, nothing oh. will i will never feel the way i felt when the person in my chat said check your game files Mm -hmm. and And it was gone what I was like what do you mean (laughs) like like it was it was like it was I will like I get chills just thinking about it because I remember that moment and just Mm -hmm. being like what is going on
1: and that's why like like, what is this game there's such a cult following around this game and it makes so much sense like when you play this game people will show up in your chat and they will be like is this your first time have you yeah. not played this game before? They
0: want to see you.
1: And they want to see your reaction to it. Yeah. And they know not to backseat you because the genuine reaction that people get playing this game yeah. is some of the best content that you can ever create. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh. I totally understand why that's on your top five.
1: It, ha- I mean, it had to be. Like, yeah. It's so pervasive. It's just... Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's such a good game. Like, (laughs) like, fuck. I've just, I've never seen anything like it. No, I know. And it's, like, it, it just, it had to be on there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't blame you. I totally get it. Number twos. Ooh, top two, baby. Okay. Number two. It ain't gonna surprise people.
1: (laughs) I know it with this one. It's a process of elimination right now for me.
0: Number two is Skyrim. Yeah. So... Skyrim. So this this is like it was tough for me to decide between Dragon Age Inquisition and Skyrim as number 2. I picked Skyrim purely because of how that game has followed me and how many goddamn versions of that game I've bought. <laughs> okay. Todd
1: Howard got gotcha. you.
0: Goddamn it, Todd. So, let me list for you how many times I've purchased Skyrim. I bought it for the first time on my Xbox 360. Nice. And I played a lot then i purchased it for my ps4 Mm -hmm. then i purchased it for my pc then i purchased the legendary edition for my ps4 (laughs) then i purchased the legendary edition for my pc
1: oh my god (laughs) i
0: have bought skyrim so many times um purely out of the love for the game
1: it's so funny cuz you're not the only one that's done that, right? I know. Which is know. why they made the joke about <laughs> Skyrim coming to the Amazon Alexa. Like <laughs> I,
0: I have yet to buy it on Switch and I won't do it. <laughs> I've bought it too many times at this point. Um I love do Skyrim. It. Do like it. <laughs> it's palpable. Do it. <laughs> Where is he? Um like the dead have risen. Um I can't. Um so like I I love Skyrim. I have played this game so many times. Like, uh, I I love Skyrim. I played Oblivion before. Um, I played Skyrim. Oblivion was good. Like, don't get me wrong. Oblivion was good. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's nowhere near as good as Skyrim. And I know that's going to make some people saucy in their ears right now. But the fact of the matter is, this game has followed me through university, college, and all of my jobs, and I keep coming back to it because it is such solid, good fun. Am I going to sit here and say the plot of Skyrim is good? No. Not even a little bit. The main plot is actually so lackluster, I don't even have words for it. (laughs) But... All of the side plots are some of the most fascinating shit I've ever gotten to do in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, the Dark Brotherhood. I did not expect to start playing Skyrim, join an Assassin's Guild, and as a side quest, kill the Emperor of Cyrodiil. What? Yeah, side quests, Excuse me? That's a lot. Like, that's a side quest? My dudes. The world is so massive. It was the first, like what felt like a truly open world game to me. And, um, like, I know obviously Oblivion was as well, but, like, it felt, it just felt like there are still things that I'm discovering. Like, there are still parts of the map that I come across and I've never seen. Like, two months ago, I was playing Skyrim on stream, and I was in, like, the fucking top most eastern part of the map In, like, a tundra area that I had never explored before. And there was a giant statue that I had never seen. And everyone was like, girl, have you never played this before? And I was like, no, like, I literally have played hundreds of hours of this game. I just never got to this part of the map. and That's part of why it kind of hits so close to home for me. Because, you know, it is such good fun. Like, you can play so many different races. You can have so many different storylines. And it's just, like... It doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter how many times I play it, it is fun every single time. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm doing a quest I've done a million times before, it is still fun. And, you know, playing on PC with mods now, like that adds a whole new layer of fun. And I just love it. It, I mean,
1: I haven't even played like a lot of Skyrim. I've played it, you know, (laughs) but. Yeah. Like that game is so pervasive in yeah. gaming culture. Like yeah. I, I started reading memes about Skyrim before I'd even yes. touched the game. You know, took an arrow to the knee. Yeah, that yeah. and like, um, like man comes up, stands in front of the blacksmith, doesn't move for twelve hours, yes. <laughs> yeah. eats thirty-seven cheese rolls, yep. and then and then sells me back the tools I just sold yeah. him.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, Ugh. but like legit, like it's just such a good game mm-hmm. and. Half of the fun is the fact that, like, there's so many bugs because of that's Bethesda.
1: Mm-hmm. And but... people love it about that. Oh, exactly. I
0: love that. 100%. It's so good. And I just will forever have a soft spot in my heart. For Skyrim, it is always going to be a game that I come back to. And I love it so much. It's so good. But, yeah. like, the main plot line with all doings lame. So, that's why... It's not like I'm not raving about the plot. Sure. You don't play Skyrim for the plot.
1: No, you don't play it for the you plot. You
0: play Skyrim to run around screaming at people and killing dragons.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: What's your number two?
1: My number two is, Uh, this won't be a surprise either, yeah. Um, Stardew Valley.
0: I knew it. I yep. knew it. I knew it. When it wasn't number three, I was like number two, stardew
1: hmm And I think based on that, you can I, I probably guess know what number, number one, one is.
0: is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah. Stardy Valley, like Vic was saying earlier, it's just it's such a blessing of a game. Um. Yeah. Like uh, like in it, it, I started playing the game and it was great, but I was like overwhelmed with how much there was to do in the game, and I oh, stopped yeah. for a while because it was just like I don't, I don't, I don't know what to manage um but then eventually like i started reading that book and i started reading about eric barone and i was like this is like this is a this is a one a single person's masterpiece yeah and you got to appreciate something like that oh yeah like he started working on the game in 2011 and Mm -hmm. he his wife just supported him doing this Mm -hmm. the whole time he worked at a movie theater for like 10 hours a week but would work on the game 10 hours a day and he like started posting about it I mean I think that's one of my favorite things I'm like trying to talk about different things than you've talked about and the both of us talked about the last time we talked about Stardew Valley (laughs) yeah but he started working on the game and has been so involved with the community in the development process and that's something that not a lot of developers do these days but it's i respect him for that decision and that kind of mindset so much um so much so that oh yeah completely but it's like it's genuine you know he doesn't do it for that for that purpose he like made this game to connect with people like i yeah. saw when i when the 1.4 update came out someone um said that something about the update he like there was a mod he wanted to and this person wanted to include and they included it and then it ripped their save file and so he tweeted at concerned ape eric barone and concerned yeah. Ape personally replied and said send me your game file I think I know how to recover it. So <gasps> recover this person's game file, an angel. and then, and then, less than an hour later, r- rolled out another hotfix in order to uh, allow the mods that were supported before the update be supported yeah. with the 1.4 update. What and, a good egg! Right, like it just there's not what many developers hell. that have that care and devotion to their audience and just exactly. want to create that. Type of experience, that seamless yeah. experience, yes. and the whole thing with him like breaking away from Chucklefish, which right before there all that shit that came out that we talked Good about with Chucklefish exploiting workers, and he's like, yeah. nah, fam, I ain't about that life.
0: Clearly, he wasn't a part of it, and I have a lot of respect for that.
1: Yeah, and just yeah. now he's doing the whole thing on his own. He gets to handpick his team, which works <laughs> on the game. It's yeah. just. The whole thing is impressive as Ugh, as hell i agree and it's just like you said there's so like there were versions of the farm i had never even played before like yeah. the one the one bayfod and i started playing is the the um the nighttime farm so you get attacked Ooh. by monsters at night um
0: oh my god fuck that
1: it's actually pretty fun um Ugh. because then you get like slime drops and stuff like that oh you don't on have to go farm. mining
0: for it yeah yeah um, that's fascinating
1: but i'm always scared like using my sword near my crops because i think yeah, i'm gonna cut gonna down get... the crops <laughs> exactly
0: no oh. it's 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 just like a it's a game that never loses its content and yeah i think it's a testament like like this top five really showcases how different of a gamer zay and i are
1: yeah absolutely
0: and yet stardew made both of our lists yep Right? It is Both the only lists. shared factor mm-hmm. on our lists. Even with our honorable mentions. It's yep. the only thing that kind of like links and it is the thing that originally linked the two of us.
1: Absolutely. Like it wasn't like, if it wasn't for Stardew Valley, <laughs> this podcast would not exist. It would
0: not exist. Mm-hmm. Zay's stream might not exist.
1: Yep, that's correct. I
0: have a feeling you would have found your way to it eventually.
1: Maybe eventually.
0: It would have taken a bit more time, I think. Yeah. But I think you would have found your way to it in time maybe but,
1: eventually but, but but it was stardew valley is, that made
0: that shit happen it was
1: stardew valley Fucking i just
0: stardew dude yep. that's <laughs> I can't, that's the man. reason
1: my entire content creation exists it's
0: wild bro I, i've been I did, streaming for like a month mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy
1: yep and i still have not i it, when i started the stream i didn't play stardew valley on it which well yeah. i didn't have a capture card at first so i yeah, was just playing pc games yeah. but well and then I still could have just played Started. Anyway.
0: But you anyway, didn't have it on PC.
1: No, I didn't have it on that PC at first. I was the like- yeah, um, you didn't
0: have it on PC at first. I had, so was,
1: like, exclusively yeah. Rocket League, so.
0: Yeah, and you were an exclusively Rocket League stream for a yeah. hot second there. Yeah, for a hot minute there. And then I would get
1: so salty at the stream.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, Zay, please. It's it's a, it's a Sprouts game. It's a game.
1: But I'm like, but I gotta get <laughs> platinum! Like, but I wanna
0: do it! <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, my God. Never uh, forget.
1: But, yeah, right. shout-outs to Stardew Valley for... It's, for been this very pervasive
0: <laughs> yeah it's been very pervasive in both of our lives mm-hmm. for like in-game and out of game reasons it's kind of fucking wild to like think that's
1: about. what bay and do on our time off like we yeah we, we are either spending our time watching every star wars movie that's ever existed or <laughs> Or yeah. playing Stardew Valley. Exactly. Like, and starting new farms. Like, we have one that's almost too deep now. I'm like, oh, it's too efficient. Like, let's start yeah. with the grinding. I'm totally addicted yes. to starting new farms. Like Me too. Bayfod hates it. She's like, let's yeah. just get to the good part and get it yeah. where, like, the Junimos are doing all the work for me. I'm like but i could also start a new one well
0: that's the thing my thing is once i get to a point where i have so much money that i don't have anything to spend it on and all of my stuff is getting like 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 i've got like the three layers of seller like mm-hmm. like it's like i i'm gonna start a new one i'm bored yep. <laughs> i got yep. i got nothing to do
1: I'm bored now <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm bored now yeah i'm the same way yep all right let's talk number 1
1: number 1's Ooh. I know what yours is. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> the whole
0: world knows what mine yeah, is. <laughs> now you know what mine is too, so <laughs> um this one was really hard for me because I'm just gonna explain it. Okay. My number one is Mass Effect 2. Um, this was tough because I wanted to do Mass Effect 2 and 3.
1: I was going to say, this game is so good that it almost made two spots on your list. Yeah,
0: but I didn't, like, we were only doing five, so I was like, I don't want two of my five for me to be talking about how important Mass Effect is in my life. (laughs)
1: Right, right. So
0: I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to pick between Mass Effect 3 and Mass Effect 2. Um, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 are, like, some of the most important games that I've ever played in my life, ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of want to just talk about them both because I played them pretty much back to back for all, like all intents and purposes. I want to say mass effect two is better than mass effect three. So mass effect two is my number one. Um, but because I did play these games back to back, um, after mass effect three was released, like I played these a couple of years after mass effect three was released. Um, you know, they kind of, the lines all blur for me in a lot of ways. Mm Hmm. So when I'm talking about Mass Effect, what I'm talking about is the Mass Effect series. And I just want everyone who's listening to know that. Just to quickly say, like, like I am saying Mass Effect 2 is number one because that game has some of the best party banter I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> it's got some of the best gameplay. It's got some of the best emotional moments some of the most tense moments, some of the best, like, oh my God, my baby survived moments. Mass Effect 2 is what really made me love the Mass Effect series more so than the first game. If you've played the Mass Effect series, you know that you only play the first game to understand the plot um, and to make sure that Rex doesn't die. <laughs> That's the only reason you play the first game. Um, Mass Effect really starts with Mass Effect 2 um joker our incredible pilot like we have like a fucking ai that's incredible that you fall in love with every single one of the aliens you just want to cherish my children i love them so much um i love mass effect so much that before i started streaming when i was an exclusively book youtube channel. I partnered up with three other YouTubers who also love Mass Effect. Shout out to Sam, Sana, and Paige. I love you all. And we joined together to make something called the Space Squad. And we tried to introduce all of our audience to Mass Effect. (laughs) And there are so many people who come to my channel to this day saying, I remember Space Squad. Nice. So we actually did our job. We did it. Mass Effect... I don't... I love it so much I don't have words. And, like... I can't... I can't even explain the effect that Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 had on my life. Like, it was just, like, some of the best storytelling I had ever seen. Mm -hmm. Period. Not in video games. Period. Some of the best storytelling I had ever seen. And a lot of people shit on Mass Effect 3, but... One thing that Bioware really got right with that game was the high stakes feeling. You leave Mass Effect 2 having just like beaten this suicide mission and the whole time you're playing this game, like up to this moment where you pass through the Omega 4 relay, like the whole time you're sitting there like, did I do everything or are people going to die on my way to this mission? (laughs) There are literally options for everyone to die in that game. Like, like it is so high stakes. You have to get every type of ship upgrade. You have to make sure that every single person is loyal. If they're not loyal, then other people might die. If they're not loyal, then they might die. If everybody dies, then you might die. It is so high stakes and it is so, I felt so triumphant when I got everyone out safely.
1: I was always just so impressed with the development of that game.
0: Oh, you my know? God, right?
1: Just because there's so, like, that was the choice-based game that everyone wanted yes. and had yes. never existed before. Yes. And then yeah. the fact that it carries through the entire series, your <sighs> choices God. have replications all the way down the line.
0: They really do.
1: It's just impressive as fuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you get into Mass Effect 3. So there's an enemy in the first Mass Effect, mm-hmm. and you can decide whether to kill it or let it go. And it basically, if you kill it, you have less allies in the fight against the Reapers.
1: Interesting. Two games later. That's so crazy.
0: Two fucking games later. So if you make that renegade choice in Mass Effect 1, you're losing out on a few hundred galactic readiness points in Mass Effect 3.
1: That's so So cool. That's so cool.
0: it's, It's incredible. And I have introduced a great many people to that series and I have gotten a great many people hooked on that series and it is like you know like I have a Mass Effect tattoo planned like it's gonna happen someday like like it's just like it it is a game that like I I I adore with all of my heart and soul and like Garrus Vakarian is like my dream chicken man
1: like (laughs) he
0: is such a good egg like the characters are voiced so well they've got such great depth like everybody's got a beautiful fleshed out backstory and i just love mass effect so much like i can't it's very rare that i'm at a loss for words I am a person who always has something to say. Mm -hmm. But when I am talking about Mass Effect, (laughs) it is very hard for me to articulate how important it is to me. Yeah. Because it is just that fucking pervasive to me. I cried my eyes out at the end of Mass Effect 3. Active sobbing. Like full baby tears. I cried multiple times multiple times i really like it just makes me so emotional Mm -hmm. oh my god like it's just so incredible at the beginning of mass effect 2 like you think that your shepherd dies and you're sitting there like what what do you mean they're dead and then they (laughs) aren't it's great (laughs) Um, it's just like, it's so good. It is so incredible. I love Mass Effect. I love Mass Effect. I love it. If you haven't played Mass Effect and you like science fiction in any way, shape, or form, message me. Just message me or, or just tweet go watch her stream. She'll probably just, play it. Honest to God, I'm actually starting a new Mass Effect playthrough on Tuesday. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, the day this podcast is released, I am starting a new playthrough of Mass Effect because it has been two years since I started my most recent playthrough, um, which was on stream. So, I figured it was high time. So, if you haven't played Mass Effect and you want to know more about it, I'll be streaming stream. it top to tail. <laughs> okay, what's your number one?
1: Okay, um, I think I'm going to have you tell me what my number one is.
0: No, 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 you go. I want to feel that triumph.
1: Yep, you're you're correct. I can just tell you already, you are correct. It is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild.
0: In a shocking turn of events. Shocking turn of events,
1: so surprising.
0: I'm like, like I didn't even half expect it. Like, like there was not a single shred of my soul that thought anything but that was going to be your number one. Yeah, absolutely. At any point. No, like,
1: not not in the slightest. Like, it would have been...
0: Not even a little bit.
1: The most shocking thing would have been had I not put that as yes, my number one. I
0: know. Everyone would have been like, when was Zay body snatched?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, this isn't Zay. He's <laughs> not here happen? anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, when did that occur?
1: This game is like... Is it a perfect game? Absolutely not. Like, no, I don't and there's think, no such thing. No, I don't think we're saying that about any of the games on no, this list. No, no, no. Like, I have criticisms of it, and it's, it's like, there are things I don't like about mm-hmm. it, but what it meant to me was so much. Like, the they they first teased this game in 2013.
0: Dude, I remember
1: that. <laughs> and, oh, my God. It was, like... <laughs> Oh my god, you had to wait four more fucking years before they released it, and then they were gonna release it on the Wii U, and I was like, fine, (laughs) I will buy a fucking Wii U if that means I (laughs) get to play Breath of the Wild, and then they're like, just kidding, we're gonna do this new thing called the Nintendo NX, and you're like, okay, so is Breath of the Wild, is this new unnamed Zelda game gonna come out on this nintendo nx or is it gonna come out on the wii u like what's the deal here and then march 3rd 2017 they dropped at the same time and my life was forever changed yeah and it was two days before my birthday and (laughs) i got the switch i had it pre-ordered it was like the greatest i like i had i was so i watched the trailer for that which the The soundtrack for that trailer does not exist in the game at all, and it made me extremely upset because I yep. I have that in song. my head still. Yeah. Um, I watched that trailer probably every single day the the last two weeks going up to um, the release of the Switch and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I, f- I freaking took the day off of work to yeah, wait for a, a the Switch. A lot
0: of people did.
1: Yeah. And it just, was like
0: an iconic moment.
1: mm Hmm. And like just lots start of my playing. friends
0: did it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, was, like, it was such a smart launch game.
1: It was. Oh my god, they could yeah. not have done better with that. Like mm-hmm. that. That game had a what do they call it? A an Cult over, following. No the oh. it had an over one hundred percent activation rate. Oh so yes. So like yes. like I think it had hundred and fifteen percent activation rate, which means that every person that bought a Switch yep. had Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like there were more. Well, not necessarily that, but there were more. There was exactly the same number of copies of Breath of the Wild that had been bought as switches uh-huh. that were sold, yes. and more than that.
0: Yep, it's just
1: incredible. It's it like it was, it was the culmination of everything I ever wanted in a Zelda yeah. game. Ever in my entire life. Yeah. It was open world. You could jump, which obviously it wasn't the first Zelda game that you could jump in. There was crafting. <laughs> there was cooking. I, I there can't. Was... That,
0: that's a fucking part. <laughs> You could jump?
1: Yep. Like, if period. that's a feature in a <laughs> game can't. that makes people blow their fucking minds, like, <laughs> it's incredible. That never, yeah. like, for the last 10 years before, like, Zelda 2 and yeah. even. I think it was in like some of one of the like four swords adventure games or whatever. Yeah. And like, oh my god,
0: Link can jump. Yeah. My world can stop now. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's like, fine. Yeah. Oh
1: my god. I took the day off of work. I played it. Yeah. I would like Lauren saw me playing it and was like, I want to play this game. And I was like, no, this game is so like. There's so many, like, as soon as you get into, like, get out of the Great Plateau, you can go anywhere. Anywhere in the world. It's just, you can literally go anywhere, and you can you can die, like, in a second in that game. And I would not let her play, um, but this was before she had her own Switch, before I put at least 40 hours into the game. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to spoil anything anything and i was like if you if you find something that i've never seen or figure something out that i've never seen before because obviously i'm gonna watch her play every second of it yeah then i that's gonna ruin my experience for me yeah that was me being a controlling little bitch and that's a whole other story but but i think she kind of got it and then finally when she started playing it she just opened up the door and flipped me off right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah hi lauren
1: (laughs) (laughs) um when she started playing it she went on her own completely different path and did something yeah. totally different oh i
0: remember that
1: and like i used to get frustrated when she would play the game because i was like you're not playing it the way i want
0: to play it Yeah, <laughs> that was a beautiful recreation of your it was clip. pretty
1: good right that was really um, good and that's just what happens when you play zelda games and i had to like roll back my ego and be like this is her experience Exactly, with the game. And she's she can play have this her
0: life, yeah.
1: Yep, she can play this the way she wants to and not only that like she's enjoying it the way she wants to and that's yeah. the whole beauty of this game.
0: 100%.
1: And it just oh god, it made me so everything about it made me so happy. There was like the way that there was I don't feel like I'm spoiling thing at this point. There's a there's a uh, a shrine in which you have to connect a bunch of nodes with electricity in order to light up a like a bulb to unlock uh to unlock the shrine and the way you're supposed to do it is there's a bunch of metal objects around the entire shrine that you're supposed to pick up and drop which will which will send this current through the shrine and i saw it and i was like but like all of my my weapons are metal And I have a bunch more of them than there are these required number of objects in Mm -hmm. the room. So I just started picking up and dropping my metal weapons all over the shrine and it worked. Jesus. And it worked. And that's (laughs) what I loved about the game so much is they were like, yeah, we have this intended way to do it. But if you find some cool ass way to figure out to solve this dungeon, we're cool with that. That's on you, my dude. Yeah, That's on you. And yeah. we're not. We're gonna make that possible. And yeah. to my knowledge, I had never seen a game really do that before. That was not only open world and like executing that open world almost better than any open world game I had ever mm-hmm. played before. But they're also like, we don't have a way. We want you to play this. Play yeah. it the way you want to, and it's yours.
0: There is a Twitch streamer that I follow. Mm-hmm. His name is Point Crow.
1: Okay.
0: He. I urge you to check out some of his clips yeah. on Twitter. This man exclusively streams Breath of the Wild, doing the most fucking whack-out, insane playthroughs. Shields-only playthroughs. Spoon-only playthrough.
1: His last stream is Shirt% percent.
0: yeah. <laughs> Like, which I think means
1: wearing the like, you got a pre-order bonus and you yeah. got a Nintendo Switch shirt that Link could wear in the game. And I yep. think that's what he means by that. That's yep. awesome.
0: Cutest speed run you've ever heard. <laughs> you know, like, petting every dog in Breath yes. of the Wild. Like, like, he really, like, he's, 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 do- he's taking Breath of the Wild in, like, Every wild ass direction you could expect. And when you were talking about how you beat that dungeon, he's immediately who I thought of. So I feel like you'll appreciate his streams and anybody who likes all of like the whack shit that happens in breath of the wild, the crazy ass shit that you can do point crow. He's doing a lot of that crazy ass shit. Nice. Um, Yeah. So that's the first thing that kind of popped into my head, but you know, breath of the wild is pervasive, because of stuff like this, yep. because you can do absolutely anything. Anything. It's like
1: anything you can think of. You can probably do it in the game.
0: Yeah, it's the physics
1: it's, engine they've developed for it is is probably the most impressive development I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. So those what? are our top five guys. What? That I just sent say a me? tweet. I sent say a tweet of this dude we were just talking about. The tweet says, so I beat Breath of the Wild without the Sheikah Slate. You know the one thing you have to get to even begin the game? Yeah, we skipped that, and the game started doing some weird things, man. And then it's a video. So we'll include that in the show notes. It's whack as hell. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, So those are our top fives. Um, Those are our top five of the decade alongside of our two... Honorable mentions. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Geek Digest. Tweet at us and let us know if you share any of the same top five as us, or what your top game of twenty of the twenty tens was. What was or your if you favorite just game?
1: Really hated our yeah. Top I fives. mean, like you could
0: totally roast us for our top fives <laughs> too. That's totally mm-hmm. fine. We can take the heat. Um, yeah, that is everything from us. Make sure you follow us at the Geek Digest on everything. We love and appreciate you guys listening. And uh, thanks for coming into 2020 with us. Um, My name is Victoria. You can follow me at Victoria Shaz.
1: My name is Zayfod. You can follow me at Zayfod, probably playing Stardew Valley and Super Mario Maker. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, I hope you have a wonderful morning, noon, night, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. And And stay stay geeky, geeky. friends. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)